Hi, this is the Robberator, and you can support my mad grab for power and the Sword and Laser podcast by going to patreon.com slash sword and laser. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and of course, awesome discussions from fans just like you. Almost exactly like you. In fact, they may be clones. We're not sure. Mm. Well, you know what happens if they have if they have an evil uh, mustache. Right. If they're awesome discussions from fans just like you with a goatee, mm-hmm. beware. Mm. Might be a problem. Might be a problem. I would love it if people started posting on Goodreads, Taloni with a goatee. <laughs> Dara with a goatee. Trike with a goatee. But with a goatee. Like alternate accounts. Like totally, totally. It seems like a lot of effort. I know. It probably is. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, let's jump into the quick burns. Let's do. Uh, Mark wrote that coming in September, Andy Circus. Uh, well, I guess... Audible is releasing an audiobook. Well, actually, HarperCollins is releasing an audiobook <laughs> of The Hobbit recorded by Andy Serkis, is where I was trying to get. So, Gollum. 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 <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm that excited is about cool. that. So, but I mean, there's got to already be a Hobbit audiobook out there oh, in the yeah. world. So, this no, is a course, re- yes, re-release, is. sir. This is a, re- a re-recording. I think audiobooks are are smart in doing this. Every they they've been doing this where they re-record existing audiobooks with a different narrator to just give you a different take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, uh, the audiobook comes after Circus embarked on a Hobbitathon. Uh, he did a live cover-to-cover reading in an 11-hour sitting to raise money for COVID-19 relief. Uh, and so they're like, well, shoot, we should uh, we should put that out there. So, you know, they're going to they're gonna make an available an audiobook to retailers on September 3rd and oh, on CD for you books on CD, folk, uh, 17th of September. Awesome. I got it. Someone gave me a DVD recently. Oh, yeah. Um, of Vampire. Like from the Criterion Collection, okay, the film, yeah, uh huh. Or I don't know if it's pronounced vampire, vampire. or vampire. Yeah, right. Um, but I was like, I don't think I have a way of watching this. <laughs> well, you have a game console. I do. I do have an Xbox. So that, that it, would work. It, it does. I do. I do believe it plays DVDs. Yeah, I think the current generation all still do. All right, that's good. So I can watch that. Hey. I have no interest in watching that. But you're but- good. I could if I wanted to. Tomahome says, fall in love with Kiki's Delivery Service all over again with this new translation of the original novel. Kiki's Delivery Service, of course, is a classic Miyazaki anime. She's a young witch that delivers bread. I didn't even know there was a book. I knew Howl's Moving Castle was a book. Maybe you can pick the book soon as a change of pace. (laughs) Does this mean there's a Totoro novel? It might be written in an indecipherable Totoro language, though, so that might be an issue. Um, uh, awesome. Yeah, I, I, I did not realize. Uh, I, I also had not that long ago uh, found out that Howl's Moving Castle had a had a textbook, not a graphic novel, but a you mm-hmm. know a text version. Uh, and I, I did not know Kiki's Delivery Service did as well. So that that's very cool. I feel like there is a an, an undercurrent in this message of. Um, Please, for the love of God, pick something a little easygoing. It's hardly uh, even an undercurrent. It's almost right on top. (laughs) Maybe you can pick the book soon. This seems nice and gentle. Maybe you should do that, Tom and Veronica. 
Well, it's up to Tom. Tom C. Uh, but the, I don't know if Kiki's delivery service class is at that laser. Oh. Tom I mean, a young has witch pick, let's be honest. delivering it, bread seems it's fantasy. It's a little fantasy. It's a little me. fantasy. Well, maybe it's September. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, Conal, thank you for posting. Conal, uh, <laughs> I'm going to slightly criticize Conal, just hazing you because it's the, you know, first first posting in the quick burns. Conal posted, release date is set for Ready Player 2. And I looked at it and I was like, when? Of course, when you click in the link, which Conal provided, uh, you find out that it's November 24th. Uh, so yeah, we are getting the book sequel to Ready Player 1, Ready Player 2 on November 24th. It's a lot of numbers. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm excited about this. I feel like we talked about this at some point that it was happening. That it was coming. Yeah, yeah. that it was coming. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 very interested to see like what where this is going to take that next story, like where that story is going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I assume it will then be a movie. One would guess probably unless unless the book totally tanks but the movie did all right it wasn't the movie huge. did okay yeah right? but it did good enough to justify possibly a yeah. sequel now uh i'm gonna go ahead and go right into this next one because okay. i didn't warn you of the strangeness of this setup that post about <laughs> ready player two came with a suggestion uh from someone responding to it that uh great uh, we can all watch a movie version in a virtual world while virtually cuddling, uh, you know, joking about the lockdown, like saying, mm-hmm, yeah, there mm-hmm. will be a movie for Ready Player Two, which led Trike to say, no, thank you. Even to virtual cuddles, no touching, please, which led Mark <laughs> to post a picture of a finger touching a picture of a tricycle, a.k.a. a trike, which mm-hmm. led to Trike saying puts killer nanobots in mail to Mark. Sends them COD for extra added evil. I'm sorry. Did you say nanobots? <laughs> nanobots. Yes. Nanobots. You, mm-hmm. you said nanobots. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Okay. I did. Uh, so killer nanobots in the mail to Mark. Sends them cash on delivery. That's uh, the setup for, for this extra next added one. Evil. Now you may read the next quick burn. Mark says, Trike's nanobots haven't arrived yet, so I can still post a quick burn about a murder bot. The Murderbot Diary short story Home, Habitat, Range, Niche, Territory by Martha Wells, which was offered to people who pre-ordered Network Effect, will be available through Short Story Club at shortstory.club. It's a book club for short stories. You RSVP, <laughs> read a short story, and then join a live discussion with the author on Zoom. Oh, that's cool. That is super cool. So there's going to be a live Q&A with Martha Wells um, about Murderbot on July 21st, my birthday, at 5.30 p.m. PST. That's 8.30 p.m. EST. If you press the RSVP button on the website, it will take you to an Eventbrite page where you can either get a free ticket or make a donation to a charity. And we got some updates. Mm. Update. There seems to be a limit on the number of tickets that will be available, so sign up early if this interests Makes you. Makes sense. Zoom call can only handle so many people. Right. Update two. I signed up, and the link to download the short story is for Hugh Howie's Wool <laughs> instead of Mrs. Miss Wells' short story. So I contacted the organizers asking for help. Trike must have misaddressed his nanobots. Aha. Update three. The Short Story Club folk sent out the correct download link right away. The postman has come and gone today. Still no nanobots, but the murder bot is squared away. Uh, excellent. See what you're missing if you're not part of our Quick Burns thread, folks. It's a lot. Yeah. This also, a lot the Short on. Story Club thing sounds amazing. 
I know. I'm going to sign up. Short Story Club still- is a short story club at shortstory.club. It's easy to remember. Uh, Dominic wrote, Story Bundle just dropped their third world sci-fi bundle, either four books for $5 or 10 books for $15, and some of them look pretty interesting. Uh, and then John added, one of the books at the lower tier is The Vanisher's Palace by Aliette de Bedard, which is worth the price of the bundle alone, in Dominic's opinion. Ooh. Cool. Always looking for new stuff, even though I do not need new stuff to I know, read. That's the thing. Like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, these all look great. Uh, Jin City by Saad Z. Hossein. Heart of Iron by Ekaterina Sedia. Uh, Alpha Land by Christina Gerardo. And I'm like, I don't know when I would have time to read any of these. You know, <laughs> I just finished reading uh, From a Certain Point of View, the collection of short stories set in Star Wars A New Hope. Oh, right. Yeah. It took me like two years to read that. I have two John Joseph Adams collections of short stories on my bookshelf right now that I haven't even cracked into yet that I really want to read. I've got freaking, I've got so much stuff. Anyway, Shad says that Brandon Sanderson just posted on Twitter that the final draft of Rhythm of War is complete. So that is book four. Yeah. Oh, wait, who are you happy for? Brandon uh, Sanderson uh, or Shad? I was going to say, very me? happy for you, you Brandos. What do Brandon Sanderson fans call themselves? I think it's Brandos now. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Especially if your name's Marlon. So that is uh, book four of the Stormlight Archive. Uh, he says, it's looking great. Excited to share it all with you. So the book releases in November, um, but he's going to start doing some preview chapters, which is awesome. Oh, very cool. All right. Well, that wraps it up for the quick burns. Thank you to everyone who contributed stories. Of course, if you head to goodreads.com slash sword and laser, you can jump in, be part of this crazy thread. Happens every week. Yeah, you might have some nanobots sent your way. I mean, do we really want to promote that kind of violence? I, I don't know. Yeah. They might be friendly nanobots. That's true. I guess I shouldn't pass judgment on what kind of nanobots their sword and laser members are passing around to each other. They're not bots. We don't know that. Well, that's true. We don't. They might not. All right. (laughs) Now it is time for Barrier Sword, which is our feedback from the audience. Uh, Craig over on Twitter said, hey, Sword and Laser, nice interview with L.E. Modisit Jr. Did I say it wrong? Modisit. Yeah, you said it right. Modisit. Have you read the Recluse Saga? It's a fantastic series. Maybe put the magic of Recluse as a fantasy pick sometime. Yeah, I get, you're getting some very clear, like, hey, pick this for your next fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> this is nice and gentle. Please pick this. <laughs> Please maybe pick this, this next less time. murder, maybe? Hey, it's nice to have suggestions, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's good. And, and agreed. Uh, he was a joy to chat with. We really enjoyed uh, talking with him. And he thank really him again was. for taking the time to do that. That was awesome. Absolutely. Um, and I sent him the I sent him the interview and he was stoked. So I was happy I remembered oh, also to do that. Right. <laughs> it's not that often that authors actually request the interview. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 publicists usually want the interview. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. But he he specifically gave me his personal email address mm-hmm. and was like, hey, send it along oh, that's good. when it's out. So that made me happy. Um, we had a funny thread. Uh, well, it's actually a funny thread about funny science fiction fantasy stuff um, from Trike. And I just really wanted to promote this because if there's something I love in this world, it is stand up comedy and comedians and funny stuff. I'm obsessed. And hey, if you want to combine 
genre fiction and comedy in one thing. I'm stoked. Um, so there's a number of suggestions about, uh, well, Trike said, do we have a comedy SFF thread? I couldn't find one. Uh, so here is Kumail Nanjiani. Why are there no math teachers at Hogwarts? And it goes to a YouTube link. And then he posts Star Wars versus Harry Potter. This is funny, but the stuff at the end, dude, was prescient. Mm, so now I, I really want to watch that. Yeah. And then he also has uh, Kevin Pollack, Star Trek V recast. And he says, I wonder if younger folks will get the references. <laughs> well, and and the rest of the, the thread is people going, these are great. Thanks so much. Uh, and then Trike posting more. Uh, so <laughs> like, like a public service, Trike uh, helping uh, put a smile on people's faces. Uh, way, way to spread the positivity. It was really cool. Yeah. So if you if you need to pick me up uh, in this rough world, reading a rough book, <laughs> try, try this thread to brighten yes. your day. Exactly. Uh, and then Christos made a post. How many sword and laser books had you read this year before they were announced? 2020 edition. Uh, this started actually back in May 23rd. So it's been going on for a while. Um what do you think? It looks like for most people, it's one to three, although Linguana was five out of six, all except the Julie Tornado one. Well, Christos and Trike both had, uh, and Ian both had four out of seven. Mm-hmm. Different books, though. Um, some had already read Magician, Magician Apprentice, um, Memory, How to Lose a Time War. Was that this year? Yeah. Was that 2020? It was pre-pandemic. That's why it does. You don't think it was this year. Oh, that's for. Oh, that's right. Because <laughs> you probably remember being outside of your house while you were reading it. Was that March? Was that the March pick? Was it the March pick or the February pick? I can't remember now. I can't, I can't either. All right. Interesting. Um. So it's cool if you're keeping track. I hadn't read any of them. Terp Kirsten says just one for me. The one I picked. <laughs> I think it was the March pick. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> that's funny. Terp Kristen's like, yep. That, that one that I picked that I had already read, for sure. Yep. yep. Made it easy on herself. All right. Well, now it is time for our book of the month discussion. Um, did we already read the book briefing or did we skip that last month? No. We, we, I mean, we don't generally read the book briefing, but I do oh. extract things well, from it in, in the setup. So always... And we did. No, I put it in. I put it in the rundown so that it makes sure that I make sure I put it in the show notes on the website. So people okay. can access it from there. Um, but yeah, we did. I did pull some of the facts and figures out of it last time. So you have just to get the lay of the land. You have finished the book already. I force marched myself through that book. Yes. You. All right. So you finished. You did the audiobook. I did. And I okay. don't recommend the audiobook. Uh, this is I, I'm usually fine on audiobooks. I'm usually like, hey, whatever works for you. This is one that's very hard. I had to do a lot of rewinding. Uh, it's just very hard to follow if you're not paying close attention. It's actually wonderfully performed. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want this to be taken as as denigrating the performance. The performance is fantastic, and in fact, there are a few cool aspects to the audiobook that you will get if you that you wouldn't get if you read it yourself. But it is was so difficult for me to maintain focus on mm-hmm. it, and it mm-hmm. is so ethereal uh, that I, I feel like I didn't quite get what I should have out of it. Uh, that, that things might've made a little more sense if I could flip back quickly and re re read stuff. Um, it was that kind of book for me, but yeah, uh, I did do the audio book and honestly, uh, as I went, the, the, the world coalesced around me as I became mm-hmm. more familiar with things. And this is true of many, many books. Uh, it, it started to feel less weird and less disjointed. 
Uh, and and the time jumps and the changes in the way the story was being told told started to make sense. I still feel like it needs a guide, though. And they're, they're in one of the threads on our Goodreads oh, yeah. forum, yeah, someone yeah. put a great guide in that kind of helps explain what's happening in the chapter for you, giving you some reference points and everything. Because uh, this is a thick book. It's an amazing book. And it's not for everyone, like we said last time. But mm-hmm. uh, it is it is a very rich world and a very rich story. Yeah, so I'm I'm about almost 50% done. I'm reading it on Kindle. And um you said ethereal. I've been kind of likening it to a fever dream mm. almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard people use that too. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Yeah, and I think the guide you're talking about are the Reddit rereads um mm-hmm. which yep. I have found tremendously helpful. Um, so we do, I'll, I'll try to stick a link to those in the show notes. Uh, I think we had them in last week, but, uh, maybe something direct to those would be helpful for you. Reddit users. Um, really, really useful. It is, I agree with you. I, I think I, I wouldn't call it a death March. I, I do feel like yeah, right forced now. Forced March, not death March. Forced March. Sorry. <laughs> maybe different. I'm, maybe I'm, um, <laughs> What's the word? Projecting. Projecting. Thank mm. you. I'm projecting a little bit. Um, Ryan, my husband, is already, he gets to the point now where he's like, oh, do you have to go read the book? I was like, I got to go <laughs> read the book. Um, but I'm caught up in the story now. Like, I feel, I feel uh, involved. I feel like it has, as you said, the story has now coalesced in a way that is making sense. I think the first the first part of the book is it's a lot of backstory. It's a lot of world building. It's a lot of exposition in a way, Um, Mm -hmm. but it's not really it feels more like vignettes than an actual story. And now we're getting into what feels like. In real time, kind of traditional storytelling mode mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more. And so that's, that's made it helpful um, to kind of pick up the pace a bit and, and start really connecting with the characters and who they are. Tracker's not super likable, like as a person, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if that will change or, or if he needs, if he still has some growing up to do, but that is one thing that I've definitely noticed. Um, I think I, I have come to find him less likable as a person in, in a lot of ways um, in the in the second part of the book. Uh, but the storytelling is so rich. The world is so rich. It's so vivid. I mean, there are definitely horrible things that happen. I've hit on at least a, a few that have made me really be like, oh, God, oh, no. But it's it's a visceral world it's it's that's that is the day-to-day kind of things that are happening in this world that has been built um which kind of leads us into our first discussion uh which is also a bit of a tangent from from uh two weeks ago which is so is is black leopard red wolf horror is this horror uh richard says i was interested in this topic brought up in the podcast and by the locust horror award the book one it was interesting, mostly in that when I was reading it, I was thinking of it as a fantasy. So I found a lot of the dark content somewhat jarring. Now that the concept that now that the concept is at its horror, I find the book more compelling because the horrific events in the world make a lot more sense. Interesting. Yeah. So Richard goes on to say that 
I think this book is a horror book in that at times it evokes a feeling of disgust and dread. I do not get the feeling of fear, but I think horror is more than a scary story. Horror, to me, is a writing style designed to evoke strong negative emotions like dread, fear, disgust, maybe even anger. Uh, This is akin to how comic novels are designed to bring out laughter and mirth. Or, you know, I could say I've read a lot of comic novels that are equally as horrific and and dread-inducing. So he mentions that he's about a third of the way through the book and has already hit upon a few of those moments that I was referencing earlier um, that are really horrific acts that disturb and horrify. Uh, In addition, um, in addition, the monster, which, of course, fit into the fantasy. I think there's a lot of monsters in this book that are actually just creatures Mm -hmm. that do monstrous things. There's some otherworldly. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Monsterish characters for sure the amaluzu mm-hmm. for example um so does anyone else feel this book is more horror than a fantasy or vice versa so there are some differing opinions here so tom just where do you think so far i mean you finished it so wh- where do you land on this yeah sometimes these like is it horror is it sci-fi is it fantasy uh they break down into tribalism uh and so i i, I think they can lose their usefulness really fast uh it doesn't really matter what shelf you put it on Uh, What I think is more important is to focus on his point that if you think about it as having horror aspects, it reframes the story for you. And I think that's great insight is Mm -hmm. go into this realizing that, you know, with a little bit of the point of view you would have going into a horror story and that'll help you uh, frame the story a bit. But I don't think it is a horror any more than I think it is a fantasy. Uh, this is a cross genre book. I also think of it as magical realism, uh, mm-hmm. and because it is telling a real story with or magical folklore, creatures. Yeah, almost. it's got elements yeah. of folklore as well. So right. it's, I would almost be uh, tempted to shelve it in mainstream literature because it is that high of a quality uh, mm-hmm. of writing. And you don't put Vonnegut in the sci-fi section; you put him in the sci-fi section and the mainstream literature section. And I kind of feel like. Uh, he deserved Marlon James deserves that like this, this saying it transcends genre just sounds foofy, but it, it <laughs> plays in a lot of different genres. It's not simply in one and it, and that's not a criticism in this case. It's a, it's a feature. It's, it's a, a compliment to the writing that, that it can play well without being solidly inside a genre. Yeah, I can agree. I think it, it, well, I try to think about the uh, the other most horrific thing I've probably read in a book with this club, and that would probably be Poppy War. Mm-hmm. And to me, this kind of violence feels like that kind of violence. And so I would not consider Poppy War to be a horror novel. Um, but would you consider it a war novel? Like a military novel? Hmm. It's a good question. Because the violence in Poppy War is more the kind of violence you would get in military fiction. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think I would. But I can see why someone might. So anyway, it's a, it's. I think it's an interesting thought exercise. Uh, I agree. I don't think it really matters that much at the end of the day. But I think trying to figure out like what exactly do mm. the genres even mean? What what qualities does a horror novel have that a fantasy novel with scary or paranormal elements in it has are all vampire books horror novels or are Mm -hmm. they 
urban fantasy right. are, you know, like where, where do you draw the line? Does Twilight go in romance or does it go in horror or, or does, does it, it go, go in fantasy? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and does it matter? Um, and, and, and I think Richard did a great job of not focusing on, we need an answer. Where does it go? But more of like, Hey, thinking about it this way helped me appreciate the story better. So if you find that mm-hmm. useful, that's cool. What do you think? Right. Um, and on that note, um, we did have another thread about if this was too much for you. Um, uh, I like this one from from Jenny, who says, I think one of the reasons the powers that be may have wanted to pick this book include author is not American or British. Mm-hmm. Author is not white. Mm-hmm. Author is not straight. Mm-hmm. Content is not American or British. In fact, deeply entrenched in African mythology and cosmology. Mm-hmm. So she says, if it was too dark or violent for you, which would be understandable, are you willing to read another book of a similar variety? I thought maybe we could suggest some here. I'll start. Um, So she recommends Lagoon by Nnedi Okorafor, uh, Redemption in Indigo by Karen Lord, Freshwater by Akwake Emizi, and The Deep by River Solomon. And there's a lot of great suggestions. Um, Lisa also recommends Rosewater by Tade Thompson. Let's see. We got another uh, Nova by Samuel Delaney from Tomahome. So a lot of great, great uh, books here. Also, if I, I know a number of people were, you know, uncomfortable with or intimidated by or just didn't find that this was their cup of tea. Totally understandable. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe take some of these other suggestions and perhaps, you know, reap some of the same benefits of, of trying something a little bit different. Yeah, uh, this is great. If what I love about this is is Jenny started a, a a great trend of books that have not only those four things that you mentioned as far as the authorship, uh, but also the same kind of general feeling of fantasy, folklore, uh, mm-hmm. you know, African futurism is is what you have in Lagoon, I guess. Uh, but but yeah, this 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 sort of you know like it's not. Not like, oh, these are these are stories that are not American or British, uh, not white and not straight, but but are not in any way similar. These these stories are also like if you thought you would like this and you didn't maybe try one of these and you you will. Yeah, but you don't have to take my word for it. Take LeVar Burton's. I don't know why. For some reason, I just felt like if you don't <laughs> if you want to read these, check these out. It felt a very like a very LeVar Burton thing yes, to say. Indeed. Which made me happy. Um, all right. Well, is there anything else you want to say in the meantime about Black Leopard, Red Wolf? No. It's not a wrap-up episode. It's not so a wrap-up wanna... episode. I don't know if I'll have a whole lot more spoilery to say when we do get to the wrap-up episode uh, that I haven't said before, but um, maybe I will. Maybe. What are you talking about? There's so we haven't talked about the characters. We haven't talked at about all. the actual we story. We haven't talked about what's happening. No, that's where in I, story. I started to go. But but then I also have theories. Uh, and I, I wanted, I definitely want to talk about what we think the sequels will be like, like what mm-hmm. perspectives they will come from, because mm-hmm. remember the sequels, he's planning a trilogy, but each one tells the same story just from a different POV. Right. Well, someone mentioned that too, that one, the next one is called like moon witch or mm-hmm. something like that. So I have some guesses about who that might be from the perspective of at this point. Um, great, but yeah, continue follow along with us and, and definitely join in on the discussions over on Goodreads. Hey, so we have some great interviews. If you enjoyed our most recent interview, um, with author L E Modisit, uh, we've got a couple of other ones coming up in the near future. For example, 
Next week, we will be interviewing Sam Maggs. Um, Sam Maggs is a video game, comic book, and prose novel author who's going to come on the show to talk about her new book, her new Marvel book, The Unstoppable Wasp, Built on Hope. So please uh, drop in your questions there on the Goodreads thread. And that's a prose book, not, not a graphic novel. It is a prose book, not a graphic novel. Um, and I, I'm excited to dig into that one. And also... Another very exciting one that my whole household is squeeing over. Um, we are having Dennis E. Taylor on at the end of the month to talk about the next book, the fourth installment of the Bobaverse series. Yay! Bobaverse! More Bobaverse! We, prom- we need your help with both of these, obviously. Uh, yes. Post some questions in the threads uh, that we can we can talk about. But uh also, I'm just going to be asking Dennis E. Taylor about all the bobs. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, he must be so sick of talking about all the different bobs. <laughs> so save Dennis E. Taylor from my annoying questions about all the bobs and post some great questions in our Goodreads thread. Ryan really wants to know, like, what is what is this book going to be about? Like, everything felt pretty wrapped up. Like, where do you go from there? I'm so excited to learn more anyway. Um, so that's that's something to look forward to. I'm I'm pretty excited for that one in particular. Um, and Sam Maggs is amazing too. So I, I feel like we've got a good, good lineup coming up in the near future. Yeah, you've been doing the I mean, all credit to Veronica Belmont here. Like you've been doing all these bookings. <laughs> like this is great. I mean, I'm excited. Feel free to jump in at any time, Tom. You can I, I no. That's okay I, too. No. I'll keep taking care of the finances. <laughs> Perfect. All right. You know we have to renew our LLC next week. It's already renewed. <gasps> See, this is why Tom does that work. Mm-hmm. I would have waited till the last minute. So <laughs> there we go. Yep, all taken care of. Uh, speaking of finances, our show is currently entirely funded by you, our patrons. Uh, thank you so much to all the folks who back our show. If you want to help support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash sword and laser. Uh, you can also support the show by buying books through our links. Find links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks. You can send us an email feedback at swordandlaser.com. All of our discussion happens over on goodreads.com slash swordandlaser and give us a follow. Send us a note. Send us a message over on Instagram and Twitter at Sword and Laser. And we will see you next week with Sam Maggs. Have a great one. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there!